Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. The Sports Bros Podcast, by the fan, for the fan, talking sports just the way you like it. And without any further ado, let's give it up for the Sports Bros. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, y'all, them, this, that, these, and those, welcome to the 201st episode of your favorite sports podcast, none other than the Sports Bros Podcast. I go by the name of Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC, and uh, Twitter ain't never gave me my blue check, so I ain't even tripping on it, all right? <laughs> and with that being said, I have one out of two of the best co-hosts in the world. Joining me right now is the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? The people have spoken. We got rid of the other guy. It's just the two of us moving forward with the with the Sports Bros podcast. Man, you know what? This, this is such a it's a feeling of relief, you know, a weight lifted off of my shoulders because I've carried the other guy for 200 episodes, and oh, finally. Wait till he hears this. Wait till he hears this. <laughs> yes, of course, because y'all be talking y'all be talking cash whenever I'm not here. So it's my turn, my turn to talk, but it's okay. You, you'll hear from the other guy later on in the episode. He is somewhere calling, I believe, a lacrosse game up in Washington, Pennsylvania, doing his assistant athletic directorship action whatnot's going on at trinity high school so he is not missed but it's okay it's okay i'm i i came prepared i came ready to shoulder the weight as i always do yes sir boy boy that's 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 messed up that's messed up <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh now now it's no i i've heard the two of y'all when i ain't here Oh, there ain't no sympathy for me, but now all oh, there's sympathy when he okay. I but, but see I the thing about this, be like, you know, who, I, you know, between me and him, who talked the most trash? All right, he's talking the most trash because he's been trying to make it a two man thing for the last longest. I'm like, no, no, Scott, that ain't how it works. One, two, be, three, three of us. You, you be feeding into that mess. That's okay. That's all right. That's all right. I see you now. You got to. Got the sympathetic ears. It is okay. I see. I see how it is, man. I thought we went further back than this. We did. We did. We did. Be live, but damn it, I need content. We need content. Everybody want content, so you know everybody (laughs) got to have content. All right. All right. Enough of that mess here. Let's go ahead and hop right into the top of the order. All right. Let's get this thing started. Here it is. The top of the order. Be live. The NBA playoffs, hot, heavy, crazy. Uh, this will be dropping on Wednesday, but you told us Monday night, boy, will you pick up, y'all pick a bad time to go to bed. Luckily for you, <laughs> I was I was in the kitchen making me a fish sandwich, and I had a chance to see uh, the last two minutes in the Lakers and Grizzlies game. And um, the Lakers are up 2-1 in that series. Be live. Let's talk about that one first. Man, let's, uh, let's talk about a couple of things real quick with that. Um... I believe that um, the the biggest thing that we're facing right now is just the difference between experience and youth when it comes to that series. It's talent wise, just to be this is 
man, it's all over the place because I think that the Grizzlies are deeper when it comes to talent. But when you have two of the best players in the world on the same team, easily top the like definitely top ten in the in the league right now. Two of them on the same team. Could you some argue top five when they're healthy? It's tough. It's tough. And then when you start to see finally, after all this time, that the role players are starting to play their role, even when the stars are not doing what they do. The Lakers are tough out. They're tough. They're tough. And when LeBron James can sit back and just have a calm 2020 game. When Anthony Davis, I think I think he had what, what I, you know, I only have my notes in front of me. I know, I know it was a very quiet game for him, but yeah, the Lakers are up three to one now. The Memphis is on the brink of elimination. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough out for them. It's gonna be a tough out. But yeah, oh, it's, oh I'm sorry, they are up three one. I don't know where I yeah. get two one from. Go ahead, be laugh. <laughs> That's why we yeah. work. That's why we work all the time, man. Everything start running together and stuff. Oh no, I get it. I get. It. I, I have a little bit more time on my hands than I really want to, but still, I uh, trust me. I'm gonna be at work at nine o'clock tonight, all in the e wee hours of the morning, five nights. Good lord, I'm too old for this. But <laughs> it, it's what it's one of those things where you start to see the youth and the um. In the Memphis Grizzlies, when it comes down to game time situations, playoff basketball game time situations, it always just experience outweighs it all. Memphis has a lot of talent. They have loads of talent. I think they're a year away. I think I said this last year though, and they just they're they're running into the most experienced team in the league right now. Maybe outside of Golden State, but it. But yeah, it, it's it's just tough. It's just tough, and it's one of those things where Memphis almost did everything right this game. They almost, but LeBron James with that um, layup to take it into overtime, and they they just toughed it out. You can see some of the carelessness with the Grizzlies. You saw a little carelessness with um um what what my boy named Dennis Schroeder. Maybe yeah, Schroeder, he should yeah. hold. He, maybe he shouldn't hold the ball. Because he got the ball, he wanted to throw it away. But, man, this is going to be tough. I I can see this game. I can see the series um, ending in six. I think Memphis will find a way to win at home game five. Game six is back in L.A., and I think this series will end in six. Yeah, but this is definitely one of the more intriguing ones. Um. Speaking of Golden State, though, that by far is the most exciting series. And then, and I'm I'm hearing I'm hearing rumors and ramblings. It took a little blow because um, this I'm gonna say this out real quick. The best player in the playoffs right now, the best performer in the playoffs right now, hurt with a fractured um, finger. De'Aaron Fox has been playing his absolute butt off. Like, it, this is the emergence of De'Aaron Fox. If you did not know, now you know. 
tied up 2-2 against the defending national champions. Golden State can't win a game on the road. But if De'Aaron Fox isn't 100%, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. All the other series are starting to all, all the other series are playing out somewhat the way you expected, except for, but yeah, um, except for the Heat versus the um the Bucks. Who did not see this coming? They got it, them on the ropes 3-1, and Jimmy Buckets dropped what 52? 56. Ooh, 56. Man. 50, the fourth most. In NBA playoff history, Jimmy Buckets is him. Hemi Buckets. <laughs> Hemi Buckets. Hemi, Hemi, Hemi Butler. Him. That dude. Man. Ooh. I, I. Miami finds a way. They've done this before. They did. They did it. They did it in the bubble. You just. They. They've. I mean, they go deep in the playoffs when you least expect. They were one game away from being home in the play-in tournament. They lost to Atlanta, and then that is whew, that could be the difference. Because if they win against Atlanta, they could be going against Boston, and Boston is playing zero games right now. Yeah, I mean no, they, none. And then on top not, of that, yep. Then on top of that, Giannis had twenty-six points. And then uh, was Brooke Lopez, he had 36 points. Don't matter because, like you said, him and Buckets had 56. Like, with the, with those stats, they don't lose. But, <laughs> God, 56. Can he repeat that? Like, here's, here's the one thing about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is going to give you everything on the court. Everything he has, everything. And, man. But can he will them all the way to a title? Now, here's the thing. They, because they're the eighth seed, they would go against the winner of the Knicks-Cavaliers series. They would get the benefit of the number one seed. because, And so I think them, if they win, and I predict them to win against some um, I, I don't. I. It would be close to a miracle for the Bucks to win the next three, but they can do it. But I predict that Miami Heat going to find a way to eke one of those games out, and then they get to avoid the Celtics and the Seventy Sixers, and will most likely face the winner of the Cavaliers and the Knicks. And Stephen A. Smith's gonna be happy about that because orange and blue they skies, got, orange and blue skies, <laughs> orange and blue skies, hilarious. Because they got a gym, and I, I think, see, here's the, I can distinctly remember saying something about Jalen Brunson when he when he was with the Mavericks, and how special he was there, and they ship him out for Kyrie Irving. And they made moves and like, and somehow, and Jalen Brunson now ends up with the Knicks, and he is special, very, very much so. Jalen, I, I, I've been hearing like rumors of Jalen Brunson last year. I'm like, okay, he's pretty good, and now he just, 
coming over to New York and just making a team his. I mean, he's a great compliment to um, – uh, what's his name? Julius Randle. Yeah, yeah, Julius he, Randle. He's a, he's a great compliment to Julius Randle, and you know, the Knicks are pretty deep, man. The, the Knicks are pretty deep, and they will fight. I will say that though, they will fight. Now, and the thing about the Knicks, and I like the way you said that they will fight. They they have a defensive prowess that is pretty much second to none in these playoffs, and defense does win championships. At the end of the day, though, with the Bucks being out of the way, I think is Boston's to win. But do not, and do not, and I mean do not discount that one team is that is sitting at home just resting and resting and resting, the Philadelphia 76. If they can get this version of it. Like Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid is always going to be Joel Embiid. He's actually been hurt a little bit in this series. But if they get this version of James Harden, we about to see. We we're about to see. Woo, between the 76ers and the Celtics, like I, said, I predict the Celtics to win over um, the Hawks. Yeah, they they pulled one out just to make it some. Game three was an anomaly, but yeah, the Celtics about to handle business at five. I think the Heat may get pushed. I think Heat might. I'm Heat and six, Knicks and five. Seventy six is already gone. I'm already in there. It's going and so that's my prediction for the Eastern Conference: He's Heat versus Knicks, Celtics versus Seventy Sixers, and it's gonna be very, very interesting. And we we talked about it a little bit before, but I want to um, tap into the Western Conference matchups, what I predict going on in the Western Conference. As I said before, nobody believe me, including the two of y'all, when I'm not being here, nobody respects the Denver Nuggets. They don't. I don't understand why. They just, I tell, tell me, somebody give me a good reason why nobody believes in the Nuggets. I'm just saying, like, you got the two-time MVP. You haven't really got far to playoffs. So are you just good for the regular season and the poops during the playoffs? Like, I, I need to – because what is it? They got the they got the Timberwolves on the ropes 3-1. I mean, yeah, did, 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 did we think that the Timberwolves were going to come in and just, you know, be world beaters and body snatchers? No, 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 no. Not against that uh, Denver Nuggets team. They're balanced, but um, I, I – I want to see what they do once they get to the second round. That's that's what I want to do. I believe we're in the first round. No problem, but I need to see what they do when the second round come around. And they, they, I think they're gonna get. I think they're gonna get their test. And I think that the Phoenix Suns are going to. They're gonna. They're gonna survive. I think the Suns are. Um, it, it's this is a little bit too much firepower on the front end with. Um, Katie and Devin Booker. What I want to see, which I still haven't seen yet, is if a series gets deep, I think the Nuggets can push the Suns. I think it could go seven games. And I think Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are going to be tired because they're going to have to play 40, 42, 43, 44, 45 minutes for the Suns to be in the game. 
Because yeah, they, just... because they gave up a lot when they um traded for KD. Because like a lot of depth that they had on that bench, you yeah. know, they they played a key role as far as them getting to the finals. What not last year, but the year before. But you know, once you give up that depth, man, you put yourself at a disadvantage, and they're gonna work the hell, like you said, out of Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. So I mean, um, with that, man, we shall see. And and at the end of the day, as much as as much as the media wants to hype up um, the resurgence of Russell Westbrook, he, without Kawhi Leonard and Paul Pierce, it, it yeah, it, it's it's over. It. Son's gonna um, Son's gonna take care of business in five. The um, Nuggets gonna take care of business in five. I think the Lakers are gonna take care of business in six. And I think with um, – I'm curious to see. They're, they're saying that De'Aaron Fox is going to get his finger wrapped up and he's going to play, but they're, they're, they're mentioning that he's doubtful. I've, I've rarely ever seen a player be doubtful and st- let alone still play and then let, on top of that be actually successful in what they do. I think they're talented, but – all Golden State needs is that one, just one victory on the road. I know they're terrible on the road, but without a healthy 100% De'Aaron Fox, it's going it's going to be tough. I think um, Warriors and their um, experience, their depth, Andrew Wiggins being back, they're they they you see some bright spots, and at the end of the day, Golden State will come out on top. I think he'll be. It'll, it's five or six, I think. Um, no, it has it has to be six. They're tied two two. I think Golden State wins the next two. Two. They win the one in Sacramento. Game six is in Golden State, and Golden the Warriors in Golden State. They're one of the best teams at home, mm-hmm. and this is where it gets interesting because with Golden State winning, and with the Lakers winning, Golden State will be the higher seed. And therefore, they will have home advantage against the Lakers, which will make up, which will make, I guarantee you, all the talking heads, all of the sports shows, every single one of them is going to be covering the Warriors versus the Lakers. I, it's, I'm just going to turn my TV clean, smooth off. I'm going to go <laughs> off of, I'm, I'm, when it comes to the morning shows and all that, I'm going to watch the games, of course. But I, I, boy, that that's that's gonna be the talk of the town. So, what I got going on? I've got the Nuggets versus the Suns. I'm moving forward. Golden State versus the Lakers. I have the um, I have the Nuggets beating the Suns. Okay. I have Golden State beating the Lakers. I because it's at home. I think that series can go seven. I think Golden State wins because I just don't believe in the Lakers role players. The role players have been doing a great job, but for them to sustain throughout the entire playoff, LeBron has just been doing – here's the thing. LeBron is great, grand, and wonderful. People still claim him as a GOAT. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's not taking over games. He's allowed he, – he's, what he's doing is he's doing the right things at the right time. But if it isn't for an Austin Reeves leading the – Austin Reeves leading the team with 23 points. Austin Reeves was a leading scorer in a Lakers overtime victory. Not LeBron, not AD. 
Austin Reeves. Rui Hachimura, he's he's going to be a starter on somebody's team. I don't think he stays on the Lakers that much longer as a backup. He's going to be a starter somewhere. He's, he's, he, he, he is, man. He's pretty good, man. You can't deny that. Now, um, then whoever that Vanderbilt kid is, he's just, he's just there for no reason. But it's like, and then, I mean, I just, I don't see their role players being able to put up 20, 25 points every single night. I just, that's why I have, I have the, I have Golden State beating the Lakers. I have the Nuggets beating Golden State. At the end of the day, I have Nuggets versus Boston in the, in the championship. And you're going to hear it from me. I'm putting respect. I called Milwaukee to win it all, but I don't think Milwaukee um, survives this. So you're hearing it from me. Your 2023 NBA Finals champion, the Denver Nuggets. I'm putting respect on their name. I said Nuggets, huh? Wow, okay. I'm putting the Nuggets to win it all. Wow. The Denver Nuggets to win it all. That's a bold pick, be live and from the looks of it, you're going to stand by it. Ain't going to nobody tell you the difference. But I understand why, man. I understand why, man, because that, that West, man, it ain't what it used to be. I will say that, though. The Western Conference ain't what it used to be. I mean, it's a meat grinder between all the teams that are good, and it's just a classic case of cannibalism. Everybody just, you know, destroying each other until one team only survives. And so, uh, yeah, B-Live say he can pick the Denver Nuggets. All right. Moving right along, let's go to the ice, B-Live, the NHL, or I'm sorry, the Stanley Cup playoffs, if you will. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. The Stanley Cup playoffs, and they are up and rolling. We got Boston Bruins doing their thing, beating everybody as well, too. We got Tampa Bay on the ropes against the Toronto Maple Leafs as the Maple Leafs lead the series 3-1. Rangers doubles tied at 2-2. And then we got Vegas over the Winnipeg Jets 3-1. And B-Live, our Carolina Hurricanes 3-1 over those pesky New York Islanders. Give us your takeaways from uh, from that series. Well, as you know, it's all about the storm surge when it comes to me. Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, sir. I'm 45 minutes away from Raleigh. I can hear the noise in Fayetteville, the loudest arena in the NHL. And we finally, finally, finally got a road win. If there's a team that's been terrible on the road in the playoffs, it's been the Carolina Hurricanes. We went over last year. But we finally got one this year. They, I mean, they're not that bad in the regular season, but, man, it hurt last year going game seven, game seven, game seven. Oh, Lord. This one won't go to seven. We're about to end this in five today. We're recording Tuesday. The game, I believe the game is on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and we're going to go ahead and handle business because um, them Islanders, they they just, they dirty. I don't even like, I'm going to say well, I'm going to say it with my chest. They got all my players hurt. Teravinen is out for the playoffs. Drury is out for this game. They say it's not a concussion, but um, Fet Shakoff, he's been, he's been, he was injured last month. So some of our top players are out for the Hurricanes, but they're going to do what it do. They're deep. Carolina's one of the deepest teams in NHL. 
it's going to be very interesting. I think at the end of the day, it's just going to be a, it's going to be a slobber knocker. It's going to be Hurricanes versus the um, versus the Bruins and the um, ooh, ooh, that, ooh. that's going to end. It's, and here's the thing: even though Boston broke every single record in the regular season, my Hurricanes had their number. I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I have to look it up. I believe um, Hurricanes won two out of three during the regular season against them. And so it, it, they might have rolled over everybody else, but it's going to be very, very interesting. I think the most intriguing matchup is only a few, a few, a few feet apart when you got the New Jersey Devils versus the New York Rangers. They, Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Come in your backyard. Man, oh man. It's gonna be interesting. It's two two. Um, every game has been won, if I'm looking at it correctly. Looks like every game has been won by the road team. Wow. <laughs> Ain't that yes. Yes, every game has been won by the road team. So that could go either way. They resume play on Thursday, and so that's going to be interesting. Let me see here. Just looking at a couple of my notes here. You know, why, and why are you looking at that, B-Live? I got to tell you something I saw Sunday night after I got off work. The Oilers and the Kings, right? So it was the first quarter, and the Kings were up big, 3-0 on, on the Oilers, right? And then Edmonton came roaring back, and they scored three goals in the second period, right? And then they scored, and then the Kings and the Oilers scored one goal apiece, piece, and it went to overtime. And the Oilers they scored, they scored the game winning goal, and they won in overtime five to four. Because I was looking, I told my guy Kyle, I said, "Ooh boy, that's gonna be some tough sledding to come back from." And then next thing you know, Leon Drysital, former MVP, he scores a goal, and then who else gets into it? Uh, Hyman, he scores another goal. And then Evander Kane scores another goal. And then Leon Dreisaitl gets two. I see second goal of the night. And so, like, they literally walked them down. And they did this on the road. They did this at the former Staples Center. So, um, yeah, man, the Edmonton Oilers put up a fight Sunday night. Like, they did. They really did. All right. They, yeah, they're knocked up at 2-2. Two, two. Um, taking a game apiece on the road and home. And... Three overtime games. Woo. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna try to put, put some eyes on that myself because that's gonna be very interesting. Vegas handling their business against uh, Winnipeg. That's gonna be that's foregone conclusion. I think Vegas is gonna go ahead and handle business on Thursday at home. Um, at the end of the day, I think the winners gonna come out of easy the way between. Yeah. Between Boston and Carolina, they're cl they're clearly the two best teams in hockey. They just happen to be in the same conference. It's going to be interesting to see who emerges from the Western Conference. I really don't have too much of a dog in the fight when it comes to the Western Conference. It could it could be um, Vegas. I'd say it could be. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what C Seattle's keeping a fight. Against um the Colorado Avalanche, I believe the Avalanche were the number one seed coming in in their first but, playoff appearance. The Seattle Kraken they finished the season, they finished the regular season at forty six and twenty eight, and they had a hundred points. So uh, yeah, look at the Kraken. I don't know if you saw a while back, be live. 
um, they were on the road and uh, and homie scored a goal and he looked at he looked at the girl in the stands and he blew a kiss at her. She was like, "F you, cracking it all oh, was hilarious. <laughs> way way to be a heel. Way to get your MJF on, man. So let's see, out of the West, man. Um, like you said, there's no telling what Seattle's going to do, man. Hockey is so up in the air, but you know you got the powers such as Colorado. It's going to be interesting to see what Colorado does, man, because um, they're the reigning, the Finland, defending Stanley Cup champions, and it's real hard yep. to count them out. But then again, man, who knows, man? Vegas can come back and bite people in the butt, man, because Vegas kind of reminds me of the Marlins. When they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they're bad. So, um, I be like, we got hockey, um, NBA playoffs, a whole lot's going on. What real quick, be like, um, before we hop into our next segment. Um, did you watch Monday Night Raw? I caught, I think I caught the bare end of it. Okay. I didn't, I didn't watch much of it. I was more for, I think, let's see, today's, today's Tuesday. See, I have to recollect my thoughts. I was really focused more, um, in basketball. I think at the time what was I was, I was watching something. I, you know what? Don't get me the line. Don't get you the line. Oh, don't get me lying. I, I, I don't. So, so you I see, think, that, I think, so I, I think, I, you know what? I took a nap and I woke yeah. up around like nine. <laughs> that's what it was. I took yeah. a nap. I woke up around like nine thirty, ten o'clock. So I really didn't get much of it. But yeah, you see, uh, I don't know if you've been seeing the waves on social. I think you have. What do you think about this new WWE Heavyweight Championship title? What do you, What do you think about it? So uh, one, one, one one of my buddies calls it the Ferrero Rocher title because that's what the <laughs> that's what kind of reminds me of the, the Ferrero yeah, the Rocher little, the little gold the little gold yeah I think it's lazy very I think it's really really created that is really lazy they want Roman Reigns to get that they want him to break whatever right they want to get to a thousand wins but they want to stir up some hype and so like it, it's it's Feels like a made up title. Like I think if here's what should is here's what should have happened. They should have like somehow concocted, concocted a storyline where one of the top um, superstars comes up and like there's a clause in their contract that they can't fight for the universal championship. Or like because they're on SmackDown, yeah. Because they're on SmackDown, they're contractually obligated where they can't fight for Universal Championship. But now, what they're doing with the new title, it's going to the new title is going to go to whoever doesn't draft Roman Reigns in the draft that's coming up next week, this coming week. And I'm just like, who? The, oh my God, my head hurts so bad. Like they should, they should have rolled out some way, and I think Scotty D had a perfect scenario for this, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or the the belt should be split. Roman, like the the belt should be split to where Roman loses, but he only loses one belt. I think they should roll it somehow. That this is lazy. There's is a way for Roman Reigns to not lose. Is a way for Roman Reigns. He's not even. He's not even going to backlash. He's probably only going to show up. He might not even show up till. Uh, yeah, I think night night of champions. I think he has to be there for whatever reason. But that's when they're revealing the um the the, the new champion or whatever. 
So what they don't even do they they don't even have a storyline written for Roman Reigns right now. I, no, I don't think so. I think he's just chilling. Uh, and as far as that new title goes, man, I'm with you, be live. It's another. It's just. It just seems lazy. It's just another title to get lost in the shuffle. Um, it is more like a consolation prize. Yeah. If you want to hear it, I mean, hell, you got what? Well, if, if that's the per, if that's the case, why do you have three world championships? Three because this will be the third one. Why do you have three world championships in Intercontinental and the U.S.? Those those serve as secondary titles. So, and I will say this though, you know, with with Gunter being an Intercontinental title, is is brought it back to prestige, and then Austin Theory, that's the next man up title. So it's it's just just really just trying to just trying to figure all that out, man. It's it's a whole lot going on, belts and stuff going everywhere, people jumping off stuff, somebody over that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's just. It's just madness and riffraff, man. And I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm tired of the big announcement trope. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a it's a trope. Like, okay, a big announcement. Okay, how like it's it's not like everyone is clamoring to hear what this big announcement about. And then when they make the big announcement, it's like, huh? This is what you. Yeah, you you just scraping for ratings, and you're gonna you're gonna keep boy who cried wolf. To the point where you're going to make your product even more stale than what it already is. This great, they had a great. It was a great, wonderful storyline between the Bloodline and Sammy and Ko, and that's already starting to grow a little stale. But there, there's still some nuances in there. But I, I still, I still don't like the way they like, like that was. Cody Rhodes wasn't wasn't it. It still wasn't it. And they didn't believe in him. It, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. They creative has got to clean up somehow. Because they've made Roman Reigns bigger than life. And it's almost to the point of who and how can they take the belt off of him. That's the thing. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, to, now it's even to the point of now we're creating another title so they don't have to. And that's it's just lazy. It's lazy, but uh, it just they they'll give us something eventually. We'll keep watching because, like, that's the one thing about WWE at this moment of time is that I watch it because I'm curious. Yep, I don't like it's like some people watch it because they're excited about the product and they love. Now I'm genuinely curious to see how much more. The creative team can screw up these um, storylines. They got one right though. Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny in a street fight. That's a good one. I'm looking forward That's, to that. One. That is a monster. That that right there, the Latino, the Latinx, however you want to say it, that community is important. Oh my god, I, I, I like. I'm excited, and I listen. I've listened to some of Bad Bunny's music, and I'm like, "Why is this dude so popular?" But it's that's not my genre. But mm-hmm. I literally, when I'm DJing, people ask me for Bad Bunny almost, and I play it. I play it. So I'm like, "Huh?" Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Then, then again, that's whole nother. So I, I, I digress. That Damien Priest, Bad Bunny. I'm gonna watch Backlash because of that match. Yep. That's, that's that's definitely definitely gonna be a good one. 
Well, be live. Guess what? It's time for oh. us. It's, it's, it's not that time yet. We're doing things a little out of order. It's just different. Uh, well, while, while you got me, mm. I think you're going you're gonna to plug. What, you, what, what I think what you want to do, bring in Scotty D. I have to step away, but then you're going to bring me back for yep. a little piece of something. And so it, it, it's that time. I'm going to step away for a little bit, but then I'm going to come back because that's how we that's how we flow things. I'm going to be here somehow. So bring bring the other guy in. It, it's that time. Yes. Um, it is that time, and I'm glad you asked for our favorite portion of the show. Here it is, the choices of the voices. With that being said, hey, old button, hit it. Choices of the voices right after this. And now, our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Once again, thank you to the wonderful and Scotty D. Watch your ears. Ever. So lovely, lovely Miss Button for introducing <laughs> our favorite portion of the show. You heard it. You guessed it. You're right. It is the choices of the voices where we ask you the question. You give us the answer and we'll talk about it. It's going to be entertaining for the 201st time we are doing this. And with that being said, Scotty D, what's on tap for this week's Choices of the Voices? Well, we asked, if you were in charge of the Carolina Panthers, who would you be picking? This week, it's draft week, Eddie Cool. It is it draft is. week. That's uh, coming up Thursday night. And yeah. your Carolina Panthers are on the clock. What are they going to do? Do we know yet? This has been like this. It's been like a weird, secretive draft that that we got coming up here. You know, I watched a special the other day on the 1984 NFL draft, and Irving Fryer got picked number one, and he was signed like three weeks before the draft. They signed him. He was done. The deal was done. It wasn't even like they said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go ahead and pick you on number one." So he's, I, he's I, gonna, I'm, inter gonna... I'm interested. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm interested because, uh, I mean, it's not as, number one's not a slam dunk. We don't know what Houston's doing with number two. We don't know if there were some like trades on the table. Where there are people, move. I mean, this is there. It looks like in like around like the top ten or so. There's about three teams that need quarterbacks, and there are four quarterbacks whose name has been thrown out there. So somebody might plummet down into like the the late first rounds, mid to late first rounds, or even into the second round. Who knows? Uh, it's going to be real interesting to see because I I told you what I would have done if I was Carolina. Yeah, you did. I would have tanked it this year. I would have tanked it and tried to stay up there and get one of those couple studs next year. Cause I, I really am not convinced any of these guys are, are uh franchise savers. But anyway, yeah. that's that's just me and my incoherent rambling. So Eddie, what what, <laughs> did, what do the people say? What what what's everyone else thinking? All right, let's see what our voices had to say in this week's choices of the voices. Sean Cannon said Stroud. Because uh, Bryce Young will have CTE by year three. See, you don't wish no, nothing like that on nobody. Wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he's uh, citing the size thing. Yeah. He's going to get beat up. Yeah, I understand that. I, I I get it. But let's not wish that on people. Bam, come on now. All right, Kelly White, she said, um, sell the team and buy another one. It's actually good. I almost, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll almost cussed, but... Kelly, 
Kelly, go run a lap in the snow, all right, in <laughs> December. I'm being real nice about that. Let me do that to my team. All right, Randy, Macho Man Martin, he said CJ. CJ Stroud, all right? Okay. Yep, Trey Dizzle, he said they should trade it to Dallas for Dak Prescott. He's a great quarterback. Oh, gosh. He would fit in with the Carolina Panther system extremely well. With all of Dak's amazing talents, he will surely do just as well as the recent Carolina QBs. Plus, he's great in commercials. You guys will love him. Oh, we all right. We good. We good. <laughs> hey, Scotty D, did you know with Aaron Rodgers being officially traded to the damn Jets, Dakota Prescott, Dakota Rain Prescott, is the longest tenure quarterback in the National Football League. You didn't know that, did you? In the whole NFL? Yeah, longest tenure quarterback. Wow. Yeah, if you think about start running through the quarterback. Yeah. And... I yeah, I guess that's true, isn't it? Yeah. And I was like, huh? And I was like, Yeah, it's it's true. It's damn true. Yeah, because you know, I, I remember I went to uh I went to see the Cowboys play live in his second season. I went to Jerry World. Mm-hmm. It was his second season, and they played the Chiefs, and Mahomes was a rookie on the yeah. bench while Alex Smith was playing. Yeah. And that so that was yeah, I believe. Yeah, so well, I guess Mahomes must be there. Would, would Mahomes be there? I guess maybe the same amount, but just didn't play as long. Yeah, because what's that? Seventeen? No, 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 no. That's right. No, that's right. No, it was Dak's second year. It was Mahomes' first year? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, Mahomes Man. was a rookie on the bench. It was Dak's second year, right? Yeah, okay. Yep, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Our Hall of Famer Uncle Max, he said, I would trade down three spots to take a quarterback. Um, to say quarterback that is left and possibly gain another pick, uh, there would still be a good pick at that spot. So one, two, three. So we talking about the four spot. Well, but that but that was the whole point of them trading up to number one, just to be able to take whoever they wanted. Damn it, we yeah. want. You can't get in our way now. They gave up a lot to get there, and and I and I don't think that's a bad strategy. What Max is saying, mm-hmm. but I feel like they wanted to be up there because they had something in mind. Yep. All right. And then we have Tony Bogan. What's up, Tony Bogan? Shout out to Tony Bogan, man. One of the hardest working men in all of Northeast Ohio, going to baseball games, getting video, doing the damn thing. He's got a podcast called Tapped In with Tony Bogan. You should check out as well, too. He says, I'm drafting a quarterback for sure. More likely, C.J. Stroud. Yeah, so he's going the uh, C.J. Stroud route. Tom Wynn says, I stay away from any Ohio State quarterback and go Bryce Young. You know what? Tom Wynn has a point. Tom Wynn has a point. Because because you remember Braxton Miller was supposed to be a big deal. Terrell Pryor was supposed to be a big deal. I think Craig Krenzel was supposed to be a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh who and there was the other else? the other guy that played uh with Zeke. What was his name? He played like he he took over if somebody got hurt. Cardell and Jones was supposed to be a big deal. Was, that's who it was. Yeah, Cardell yeah. Jones. He played like three games for Ohio State. They won the national championship and he went pro. And then what about uh the the, the kid that uh, went to the Steelers that just uh, got killed in the accident? Wasn't he an Ohio State quarterback? Uh Dwayne Haskins, yeah. Dwayne Haskins, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins. So I mean yeah, yeah. So that's 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 a long lineage of Ohio State quarterbacks that's gone pro and I don't Troy, I, Troy Smith. Yep, Troy Smith won the Heisman. One. Yep, won the Heisman, and um, now he's on the coaching staff at Elyria Catholic High School. Um, oh, that's right, you were telling me about him. Yeah, that's yep, right. Yep, yes, he sure is. Yep. So uh, you know, you got that. So, so it seems like Justin Fields right now might be the best of the bunch. Yeah. 
And the jury's still out on him, although he did look much better this past year. Does does look at, like an improved player. So everybody is punishing C.J. Stroud for past Ohio State quarterback mistakes. Yeah, Ho- it's hard to ignore. It's hard. It, to, you can't ignore that. It, it is. Hopefully, uh, Justin Fields breaks that generational curse. All right, now we got Jr. He says Bryce Young. Because when was the last time we seen an elite quarterback in the NFL from Ohio State? Oh, we just <laughs> we just said that. <laughs> Continuing the thread, Jr. Continuing the thread there. Yeah, we, we just said that. So shout out to Sean Kelly, CJ Trey Dizzle, Uncle Max, Tony Bogan, Tom Wynn, and Jr. for their participation in this week's choices of the voices. Uh, we got somebody want to go first. Be live. What say you? Oh, my goodness, Carolina Panthers, you made all these moves. You did all this trading. You sent off my boy DJ Moore for what we're going to experience this coming Thursday. And with this choice of the voices question, you've allowed me to be your honorary general manager for one day, and you've asked me what I want to do with the number one draft pick. I've racked, I've gone through my brain. I've looked at film. I've listened to all these talking heads. I've seen these rumors and things and reports about the S2 and all this stuff and who's smart and who's dumb and who makes decisions better and who the this and that and all the measurables and intangibles and speeds. And my head hurts. Scott Fitter, I I envy you, sir. I don't want your job. Um, but with that being said, I've come to this conclusion. As much as I don't want to say this, and because there's certain trends and everything, screw it. This I got the job for one day. I'm going AR-15. I've just as much as I've I've made all I made these pictures. I've talked about C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I talked about how you don't move up to number one to pick AR fifteen. He's fifty three percent completion rate and said said blah 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 yada yada. Man, Florida is trash. It ain't got nothing to do with Anthony Richardson. It ain't got nothing to do. They, they, he ain't had no wide receivers to throw to. We've made all these moves. We've built this quarterback room. We've got we got a quarterback a coach that was a former quarterback. We've got a QB coach, formerly um NFL QB. We got a veteran in Andy Dalton. This is how you develop a quarterback. And the person with the highest seal, the person that has the best, the most potential, is Anthony Richardson. I know, I know we're not going to get the same charisma that we had in Cam Newton and dab on them and all the things that we did. But we we might have the athleticism and our offensive line is better than it was in the past. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's I, and just go ahead. Anthony Richard, I'm going I'm going with it. I'm saying I said it. I said it. I just made up my mind five minutes ago. I just I'm not convinced on Bryce Young or CJ Stroud either one. CJ Stroud may have had the best weapons ever in the history of ever, but so did Joe Burrow. So I don't know. 
People say, oh, it's Ohio State. Da, 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 da. I, that I don't know. I, I may, may I never be able to get over um, Bryce Young's height. He's 5'10. I just, he, but he had six or four linemen, six or five linemen at Alabama. But then again, it's a whole different scheme, it's a whole different element. I don't know. His decisions um, making has been better than others. I don't know. Maybe I just, just, I just, I like the, sometimes I like the excitement. And as much as I said that Anthony Richardson is wish.com Cam Newton, he does, I think he has the biggest up. I think he could, he could potentially be that superstar that we once had and just develop him. Heck. What, what what would it hurt? Cause who who's who's the quarterbacks in the um NFC South? Uh Baker Mayfield, David Carr, uh and Ritter. Yeah. And Andy Dalton. <laughs> it, it 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 won't take much to win the NFC South this year. And heck, if we don't, we just do it next year. We we've got a young, we've got a very young team. Like it's not, it's not. We're not in danger of losing veteran presence on the team. Our team is very young. I think we can sustain. This team will be with us for years to come. And this is a this is a testing and proving ground. Go for it. Air pull the trigger. AR fifteen. That's what I'm doing. But I don't get paid to make those decisions. We'll see you on Thursday, the NFL draft. Yes, sir. Anthony Richardson. Hmm. That's uh, that's an interesting case there. Scotty D, what say you? No to that one. No, 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 no. He's got a lot of great physical traits, and then he goes out and does knucklehead things. He, he can't. You can't go with can't put your friends. There's too many questions and marks with that kid. He could be. He could be outstanding. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trusting him. I think he might end up being a cult. I think he's going to slide down to the Colts. Uh, or maybe in, you might be able to get him in the fifth round. He might slide all the way down. It, it, <laughs> whip back around to the fifth round. You get two two rookie quarterbacks this year, like the Redskins did all those years ago with RG three and Kirk Cousins. You get two of them. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> Here, here's what out of it, it obviously looks like it's a two horse race. I personally kind of like CJ Stroud better because I think Bryce Young is is small and that doesn't work very good for NFL quarterbacks. I mean, Kyler Murray, look at this guy. Everyone was, was singing his praises. He was a Heisman winner. He went number one. Even Baker Mayfield wasn't that that big of a guy, and he, he he and he's not even as athletic as these other guys we're talking about. But at least speed wise, uh, I mean, the list of of short quarterbacks that have been great is really like Drew Brees and Fran Tarkenton, and then it doesn't go much further than that. So and you're D- asking and Doug somebody, Flutie, yeah, and I and I don't consider him to be great because he couldn't break through till he went to the. CFL and had a couple good years and he came back and, and had, you know, like one good season with Buffalo and some, some spot appearances. 
I, th- I think the pick's going to be uh, Bryce Young, though. I do. I, I do think that. And and the, and the kid's a winner. Uh, he and he's he's very solid. It's hard to ar- argue the case against him. Other than I just think the size thing is is going to be a factor. That that's that's my whole deal with with him. I, I mean, I, I like the kid. I, you know, he, he was an outstanding collegiate player. But is he a franchise turning? Quarterback, I don't know. I don't think that kind of player is in this draft. I actually think Will Levis has kind of the tools because he's got a cannon, but I don't know that he's smart either. I mean, he's he's been known to turn the football over too. He's a little bit careless. That maybe something can get corrected. There was some talk about Josh Allen that way when he came out that he was, you know, inaccurate and seemed to work through that. But, um, you know, Jameis Winston was a turnover machine and he, he never really, like really. He won the Heisman despite you know having some turnover issues, but then he got to the NFL and he never overcame that. Um, I, I I think I think Bryce Young is going to be the pick. Personally, I didn't like the I didn't like Carolina moving up into the spot to begin. With. That was my my whole thing. I thought I thought that if you if if you can get a good player, where were they at before Eddie nine? Is that where they were? Uh, at? Yeah, uh, eight or nine, I think. Somewhere okay, I think you you're still getting a really good player at eight or nine, and you just tank it, and then get you a quarterback next year. That's that was kind of my feeling, and I actually think we might see that happen here, Eddie, with the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. I'm not sold that they're going to take a quarterback number two if they're eyeballing one of these studs that are coming out next year, and they can get. Um, I mean. Possibly Jalen Carter slides because there's some character things, but the uh, what's the other the big kid from Alabama, the defensive lineman that seems to be a, uh, a Will, short thing? Will Anderson. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they went with him because say they do take either C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, who doesn't get picked, or one of the other two guys. Say they do take. He's going to have a terrible season next year anyway. So for them, I would say take one of these other really good players be terrible with whoever you play at quarterback and then you may be in the position to pick number one next year that's that's my thoughts with Hughes. i think that we could see that happen but as far as the carolina panthers go i think they're going to take bryce young that's that's what i think is going to happen what do you think eddie i mean what are you hearing you're a carolina guy uh let's see so i saw a report on bleach report that said um bryce young has stopped accepting interviews with other teams. And that looks like a tell-all sign that the Carolina Panthers may pick him first overall. I could Mm -hmm. be wrong. I I could be wrong. Stranger things have happened. Excuse me. That might be some smoke that somebody's blowing up your rear posterior, but you never know. Um, Personally, if you want to know the truth, I want C.J. Stroud because he's a tall quarterback and he's effective. He's effective. He can throw the ball. Um, he had some great weapons last year with um, Jackson Smith and Nigba and um, Marvin Harrison Jr. So with him having Adam Thielen, and uh, it would have been good. It would have been dope to have DJ Moore, but you know things happen in this business, and so um, he he has some def- decent weapons around him. So it won't be you know all him next season because he's believe. I mean. Andy Dalton probably going to start, but, you know, week number four, number five, the red rocket rifle BB gun going to get his ass out of there and the young boy going to come up in there. But I think um, I, 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 C.J. Stroud, man, C.J. Stroud, you need, a, you need a tall quarterback. You need a quarterback and do this. 
that can see over the line, has great yeah. vision, and not make a lot of mistakes. Um, I, you know, called me mean, called me an a-hole, but as far as with dealing with small quarterbacks, I'm tired of dealing with small quarterbacks. They no, no, no. Drew Brees was the lone <laughs> exception. Like Scotty D said, you had Fran Tarkenton, then you had who Doug Flutie, who went to Canada and tore it up and then came back down and had a pretty good career in the NFL. So I'm saying CJ Stroud. I it got to be CJ Stroud, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get Bryce Young. And just like you said, Scotty D, Bryce Young is a winner. He's a winner. Yeah. So the kid knows how to win. And with him coming to an organization that's barely been winning these last handful of years, that was pretty good down the stretch last year. But I think they had issues at quarterback play where they couldn't close out and finish games. They they could have finished, oh my God, they could have finished a bunch of games. But you know, it is what it is, and it be what it be. For from the looks yeah. of it, it's gonna be Bryce Young. But my personal opinion, um CJ gotta gotta get CJ Stroud, man. Gotta get that quarterback. Gotta so that, that's who you you want him, but I, I, here could he could he could um he could slide down a couple picks. There's also I don't know if you saw this. There's a little bit of a rumor going around that Carolina had already agreed with Will Levis. Did you see this one where the odds of him being picked number one overall went from plus forty five hundred to plus four hundred? Wow! And it came from a thread on Reddit, and somehow there was like some rumors going on that that he himself had said that they he had been in contact with the Panthers and they were going to pick him. It, it, I think it's just been like a ridiculous buzzworthy story, but mm. I, I can't, I can't see that. I, that would, that would be a, tell me that wouldn't be a, uh, a shocker if they go to the podium tomorrow night. And that's the name that gets called. Yeah. But it, you it know, would it's, be, it's, it would be a swerve. Like a swerve. It would, that would be, would be with the whole, everybody would get swerved because nobody's predicting that. And, and you know, it's it's always I always think it's funny that whoever the the number one pick is, they're on the clock, and they have been for since when did they make this trade? Like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whatever it's been. It's been been a month or so since they've since they've done this. But the number one pick, they go to the clock. You know, they go to the draft and they give them ten minutes on the clock. Like, why do you need ten minutes? We've just given you the whole off season. You don't get ten minutes to say, okay. Bring me your envelope. Bring your pick right now. And number two is on the clock with ten minutes. Let's just eliminate that right off the end. But but this is going to be interesting to see how this how this opening pick turns out. And you know, a lot of times you get the first four or five kind of mapped out, and there's not many surprises. But I mean, anything can happen here in the in this draft. I'm excited to see this draft, Eddie. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited too, man. I'm like, oh, what are we gonna do? What's gonna happen? With that being said, it's been another edition of the Choices of the Voices. Scotty D, what's on tap for next week? Okay, next we're going back to the NBA, and we're going to talk about your favorite player, listener, reader, whoever you are out there that's a sports pro family Watch, member. Watcher, you. Sports pro watcher. Your favorite NBA player and your favorite moment from that player in the postseason. Your favorite moment from your favorite NBA player in the postseason. That was going to give us something to talk about next week, Eddie. Because right, a lot of people have a lot, there are a lot of different favorites out there. I mean, I mean, we got some some Boston folk, we got some bird folk out there, we got some Jordan folk, some yeah. Kobe folk. We got a lot of uh so we, that's what we're talking about. Uh, your favorite NBA player of all time, like not just current player, favorite NBA player of all time, and your favorite moment that they gave you in the postseason and that's what we're going to talk about next week on the sports Wars podcast
Yeah, that's going to turn into a fight, a bloodbath, if you will. All right. With that, <laughs> and that being said, that's been another additional choice of the voices. Coming up next, a round of pepper. Stay tuned right here on the Sports Bros Podcast. Okay, boys, let's bring it home with a round of pepper. All right, you heard a woman. It's time for us to go home and get what I call the hell up out of here. But before we go, we're going to leave it with a round of pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid fire style, kind of, sort of, not really, here to engage, educate, enlighten, and entertain. And with that being said, I'll go first. On this day in history, back in 1912, the first home run ever was hit at Fenway Park by Hugh Bradley of the Boston Red Sox. So, uh, yeah. The trivia question is being asked. Who hit the first home run in Fenway Park? Hugh Bradley of the Boston Red Sox. Over to you, B-Live. Well, well, well. For my first pepper point, I want to just go ahead and um, put some things out there. We got all kinds of sports going on. We got two different football spring leagues. We've got baseball at the, um, in its first month. Um, check out the Sports Bros Top 5. Um, our newest um, segment called Lifted. Lifted. <laughs> the longest home runs every week coming from your boys here, the Sports Bros podcast. We've got NBA playoffs, got the Stanley Cup playoffs. We got we got the NFL draft coming up. And my first pepper point is about curling. What? what? <laughs> it is about curling. Because I found out something this past week, and it was very, very intriguing. You know those, um, those the stones that they slide over the ice and everything, and you, you got the little brooms out there and brush the ice and everything? Those mm -hmm. stones that slide up. Do you know that every single curling stone comes from one place? Really? Where, where, do, where do they come from? They're actually made from an island in um, northern Scotland, off the coast of um, Scotland, it's called the Elisa Craig Island. Hmm. And they have a, like a, they're made of, they're usually traditionally made of granite, but for Olympic curling, there's, it's a particular properties of the granite off of, in Elisa Craig that is made specifically, it's, it's Olympic regulation that the curling stones come from Elisa Craig in Scotland. And so now I want to add something to my bucket list, but I want to see what's so special about the granite there that make each one of those curling um, stones $600 a piece. A piece, yes. Man. Man, I need to get in that market. Eddie Cool, slide the, the stone to you, Deb. Got a sweep. 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 Hey, hey, be like, then, then, then it goes. <laughs> that, that's a two pointer right there. This two pointer. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me my shoe to put back on my shoe. All right. All right. Also, in this day in history, back in 1931, Lou Gehrig, he makes a mistake. And I'll tell you how big it is, right? On this day in history, back in 1931, Lou Gehrig hits a home run, but it's called out for passing a runner. 
and the mistake costs him the AL home run crown. He and Babe Ruth wind up tying that season. See, Lou Gehrig, if you weren't in a hurry to get home, it would have been all yours. Ah, but, you know, it is what it is. Lesson learned. I'm pretty sure in his illustrious career, he didn't do it again. Over to you, B-Life. All right. My second pepper point, we're actually going to combine the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs in this unique pepper point here. Because there is a particular group of people that are rooting against well, whether it be the Clippers, whether it be the Los Angeles Lakers, or the Los Angeles Kings. And it's the Crypto.com <laughs> floor crew. Yeah. Because, because they are they are putting in overtime to switch this one arena around for three different teams during these playoffs. Ooh, I know how old they run the ragging. <laughs> they are running, man, just this past weekend, Friday evening, the Los Angeles teams were at home playing the Edmonton Oilers at 7 o'clock. Turn around on Saturday during the day, um, the Los Angeles Clippers were playing host to the Phoenix Suns. And then later on that evening, the Lakers were playing host to the Memphis Grizzlies. And so in, what's the best way to put it? In a little over 24 hours time, they had to change the floor three times. God. That is a lot of work. <laughs> Ice, the wood, and all the different elements that go into that. Somebody, somebody got to lose. It looks like the first team that's going to be out is going to be the LA Clippers and the um, floor crew for the Crypto.com Arena, formerly known as the Staples Center. I need to figure out why the floor still says Staples Center on the wood, but um, that's another question for another day because I researched it, couldn't find anything. Come on, Google, help me out. Eddie Cool, switch the floor out. The puck, no, no, the puck, and now the ball. I, I, I can't carry both. I'm going to drop them. I'm going to drop them because it's too damn heavy. All right. Uh, in the spirit of the NFL draft, which is this Thursday, be live. Our Carolina Panthers have the first overall pick. Um, CJ Stroud. And um, with that being said, I have three peppers on this day in history. All right. On this day in history, back in 2003. Um, University of Southern Cal quarterback Carson Palmer is the first pick of the Cincinnati Bengals. In 2008, University of Michigan offensive tackle Jake Long is the first pick of the Miami Dolphins. And in 2012, Stanford quarterback Drew Luck is the first pick overall by the Indianapolis Colts. So, uh, yeah, draft coming around the corner. Beeline, the Panthers. Oh, yeah, matter of fact, um, Aren't we supposed to get somebody on the show next week and tell us about the draft oh, experience? Yeah. My man, Ian Woodward, we're looking Sir. forward to talking to you next week. We'll get up with you because he's going to be at the draft, giving the sports as a sports bros podcast liaison, giving us a firsthand um, 
documentation or the he, he gonna be there. He gonna, he gonna be there. He gonna be there talking he gonna be about it. <laughs> I was trying to make it sound all illustrious. He he gonna be there. He gonna take some pictures. He gonna show it to us. Sweet. All right. And for my third and final pepper point. Third final. Oof, my head hurts. My head hurts a lot. And the reason why my head hurts a lot and um, is because of the XFL and their playoff. I'm not the playoff, but yeah, their playoff tiebreaker rules. Now, let me say this. Their tiebreaker rules are the same as the NFL. But the NFL, they play 17 games. They have four divisions per conference. There's, it usually doesn't get that far. But the Seattle Sea Dragons and the St. Louis Battlehawks both ended their seasons at 7-3, and three, and they're in the same North Division, where the top two teams make the playoffs. And they were tied for um, second place. I believe um, the D.C. Yeah, the DC Defenders at 9-1 and one won the division. So with them being tied at 7-3, and three, tied for second place, the next, the tiebreakers go as such. Head-to-head matchups, which won one, lost one. Best win-loss percentage in division games. Oh, they had the same record in division games. Strength of victory in all games, which the record and um, was um, still the same. Against com- against common opponents, they, there's... Um, the record was the same. And now it gets tricky. The fourth tiebreaker was the best combined ranking among division teams in points scored and points allowed. The NFL, you hardly ever get this far. But because there's been sometimes where strength of schedule comes into play, common opponents, where like you seven and three, six and four, that's how tiebreakers are sometimes set, but it hardly ever gets to the fourth one. And the chatter was that the the Sea Dragons had to score at least 34 points and keep their team, um, the team that they faced were against the Vegas Vipers, they had to keep them below 34 points, which seems weird, but that was actually the point differential between the Sea Dragons and the St. Louis Battlehawks. Well, the Sea Dragons failed to score 34 points to clinch the fourth tiebreaker. So it ended up going down to a fifth tiebreaker, which ended up being the best combined ranking among all teams in points scored and points allowed. The fourth tiebreaker is within the division. The fifth tiebreaker is all the teams combined. And at the end of the day, the St. Louis Battlehawks scored 249 points and allowed 202, which they ranked second in points scored and fourth in um, points allowed. So that gave them six points. Seattle scored 243 points and gave up 177. 243 points scored put them in fourth for points scored, but their defense 
only allowing 177 points, put them in first in points allowed, which gives them five points. And it's the least amount of points in the tiebreaker points gets the, um, gets the nod. And that's why the seven and three Seattle Sea Dragons are going to the playoffs and the seven and three St. Louis Battlehawks with the with an overwhelming um attendance lead. Overwhelming. Like they they showed up in St. Louis. They'll be sitting at home out of the playoffs at seven and three. While the Arlington Renegades in the South Division with a whopping four and six record being the second best team in the South Division goes on to the playoffs. XFL, get rid of the divisions until you get more teams, do better, and send me some ibuprofen. Good God. Yes, sir. Yeah, that that that's a whole lot going on because I remember when you told us that last night, I was like, I don't know how in the hell that they um that they do it, but they did it somehow, some way. Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead be like I was trying to do I was trying to do all kinds of math in my head, and oh my head hurt so bad. Mm. But I'm I'm about to take me um a shot of Jameson. Cause I don't do pills like that, and I'll be all right <laughs> and get get ready for my next gig. Cause I gotta go and get on out of here. Um, and Scotty D, thanks for doing your thing with uh, choices of the voices. Um, I guess there's a place for you on the show after all. Wow. Uh, we'll we'll keep them along for a couple more episodes, maybe we'll keep them off for one more year. I don't know. Well, we, we got to re- renegotiate his contract because if he say one more time, and this is Scott Donnelly in the Sportsbook Podcast, is this contract going to be null and void. He's going to be sitting at home just like Lamar Jackson, and we ain't giving him no franchise tag at all. Lamar Jackson getting an agent. I'm sorry. I, I keep coming back to that. But yeah, go ahead. He, hit, hit him. He, he, he need to do that. He need to get an agent. What do say, be like, want me to go ahead and hit him with it? Hit, hit, him, hit, him, hit, him, hit, hit him with that and then closing. Yeah. And then closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They're greatly appreciated now more than ever. Be a blessing and not a burden. Lord have mercy. Don't be a burden. With that being said, episode number 201 is in the books. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Thank you once again for watching and listening to your favorite sports podcast, the Sports Bros Podcast. Share, rate, review, subscribe. Be live top five XFL, be live top five USFL, and the Lifted series on YouTube. Thank you very much, and be live. Take us home. Yes, sir. Go outside, enjoy some warm weather, and most importantly, wash. See you next week right here, Sports Bros Podcast. Hey, it's Eddie Cool here from the Sports Bros Podcast. And do you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life? Wait a minute, don't answer that. The answer is yes. And I know you want some more of the Sports Bros Podcast in your life. Do us a small favor. Go to the description box, click our Linktree link, and you'll see all the links on how to follow the Sports Bros Podcast. 
Once again, thanks for listening.